I had visions of having to write some kind of full thesis as I scarfed down the rest of my lunch and rushed back to the dorm. I bounded up the stairs to my room, and I resolved that no matter how ridiculous the offer sounded, I had to take it, even if the work required killed any semblance of a social life. Getting my degree was the long-term goal, and I was going to do what I had to do to achieve that. When I got into my room, I sat down at my computer and typed in the search terms. Google came up with a long list of results starting, of course, with a Wikipedia article. I read with curiosity and wonder how, in the early 1990s, Andrew Martinez had attended his classes at the University of California at Berkeley, wearing nothing but a pair of sandals and a backpack. I had to laugh at the photos of him walking across campus naked. Apparently, he cut away with this for quite a while and had become a minor celebrity, appearing on a few nationally televised talk shows. Martinez was once quoted as saying, When I walk around nude, I am acting how I think it is reasonable to act, not how middle-class values tell me I should act. I am refusing to hide my dissent in normalcy, even though it is very easy to do so. I learned from that Wikipedia article that his Naked Student Act ended in December 1992, when UC Berkeley explicitly banned public nudity on campus. The city of Berkeley passed a new ordinance against public nudity the following year, and Martinez was, of course, the first person arrested for violating it. He started wearing clothes after that, but struggled with various things for the rest of his life, including problems with mental illness and committed suicide in a jail cell in 2006. The whole story was both funny and sad, and I wondered what it had to do with Dr. Sleater's offer. I figured I would have to be her research assistant as she wrote a dissertation or book on the guy. I sincerely hoped I wouldn't have to write the book myself. I spent the rest of that afternoon unpacking from the trip home and working on a paper for one of my lit classes. Sleep was difficult to come by that night, especially when Diane, my roommate, returned from her San Diego vacation at 1 a.m. Sorry, she kept saying, every time she bumped into something in the dark. I thought about telling her to just turn the light on, but I thought that if I kept pretending I was asleep, maybe sleep would finally come. If it ever did, it was not the restful sleep that made getting out of bed difficult. When my phone's alarm went off, I got up only because lying in bed hadn't been doing me any good. The shower didn't revive me much, and after brushing my teeth and hair, I shuffled back to my room in my robe and slippers in a haze. With the effort to keep my eyelids up, my eyes didn't want to focus. This was no way to go to a meeting that would determine my entire future, so I took one of Diane's energy drinks from her mini-fridge resolving to pay her back for it when I saw her awake later. I drank it as I got dressed, deciding against my normal campus attire of jeans and a tank top. Instead, I put on my sleeveless yellow dress with the full pleated skirt, which I've always liked because it hides how thick my thighs and butt are. I'm only 5'4", and I've always thought that my body was too wide for my height, or lack thereof. 
My ex used to tell me that my legs looked like those of a bodybuilder due to my years of softball and taekwondo, but I could still never get over my self-consciousness about them. I rarely wore shorts, even in the hot climate of the Coachella Valley. At least my breasts were somewhat normal size and shape. The energy drinks seemed to be helping, as I noticed that 8 o'clock was nearing. I checked my purse to make sure my room key, cell phone, and wallet were inside, slung the strap over my shoulder, and headed toward Carlisle Hall. During the walk over, I reiterated to myself that it didn't really matter what Dr. Slater asked me to do. I was going to take her offer, avoid suspension, and finish my degree program. The sociology department office was on the second floor of Carlisle Hall, right at the top of the main stairwell. I went inside, and a receptionist in a white blouse looked up and smiled at me. Good morning, she beamed with...